I'm Lars. This is two guys talking about every fantasy movie ever made. Lars, it's been a bit of been a bit. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. Yeah, it has been a bit since we've gotten back to our uh, our roots of uh, of uh, <laughs> bad fantasy movies. Well, and yes. I guess not bad fantasy movies. Uh, we, we've also Weird. seen some wonderful fan. We've seen some wonderful yes. fan fantasy movies, and we've seen some awful fantasy movies. Um, but we kind of took a little detour um, into some other kinds of flicks, and we figured for our our jaunt back into um, sword and sorcery, we would uh, we would kind of go big with this one. Um, I'm excited to talk about it, but uh, so otherwise, I. Think, uh, I, I've been doing good. Um, things good. things have. Uh, I'm really excited to come out and see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's, um, I'm excited for that. Um, looking more like the uh, the road trip to Wyoming probably won't be a thing. That's okay. So. Uh, if we just do a day of wandering around and seeing cool sights in Denver, yep, that'd be cool there's a couple of things we got our uh, we can do. I got a couple ideas. Um, I know you like uh, Mediterranean food. The highest rated um, Mediterranean restaurant in the country's here. Heck yeah, so love that stuff. That. And then, uh, um, well, great, well, great. How about you? What uh, what's new with you? Um, we are in the midst of packing. We got our new apartment, which we're really excited hey. for. Um, we, uh, not much other than that. That's going to be the big one was we were, we were really worried we weren't going to get it. Um, just because it, it was, it's a little bit more expensive. It's just a brand new building. It opened in August. Um, but it's really, really nice. Um, we, this place will be this place we live now would be great if it weren't for the people because it's super loud all the time <laughs> and i'm a pretty personable guy i just i'm a pretty personable guy i i like talking to people i don't like talking to people at three in the morning three nights in a row to tell them to shut the hell up that's yeah i i, I can i can get that i understand <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because that's happened and it's just so we're looking forward to the move um, just downsizing and consolidating, um, which we've done pretty well with over the couple, past couple of years. Something I have noticed, and maybe you'll, maybe you've noticed in this, how hard is it to get a frame for something? Because we've got a, we've got a stack of posters and puzzles and things mm -hmm. that we want to get framed for the walls, and they're all just slightly the wrong size. It's either just slightly the wrong size, or for some reason, it's the thing I forget to go get. Like, I'll be at a store, and, like, I'll have a list of, like, okay, I need to get these things. Like, I'll, I'll you know, a big box store. I'll go to, like, a Target. Mm -hmm. and like, all right, I, I need to get this cleaning product. I need to get toilet paper. I need to get this. Oh, there's that thing I meant to get framed. I need to get a frame and blah, 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 blah. And I just, I come home, and I get everything else, and then the frame's not in my bag. Or, like, yep. I can't find one that looks nice or, like, how I'm envisioning. Or I get there, and I'm like, Oh, you know what? I don't want to spend that much money on a stupid frame. I'll go somewhere else. And then it's like, well, where else are you going to go? Yeah, <laughs> it's just Michael's, and there's that one professional framer in the back. You'll be back. You'll right, yeah. always you'll, come you'll, rolling back. You'll, you'll, you'll come back. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I mean, and then for me, I just showed Lucas my new office. The problem is that it's cinder block, so I don't have any way to hang things. I have to get those, like, Sticky, sticky tacks, yeah, um, and they never work. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, so, 
Oh well. No, we we've just got a couple. We fu- we found a frame we liked, and you know, for one of our posters, and it's wonderful and it's great. And we're like, oh my god, why haven't we done this before? We've been trying. You've both got post-it notes with the frame sizes you need in your wallets. You- <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your best, but it's just not working. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. So our highest rated movie is Highlander. And Highlander's incredible. It is. It's got an incredible si- soundtrack, great sword fights, it's got a compelling mythology. story, good, interesting acting. You would think that the sequel to that would be pretty good. Not Maybe not great, but pretty good. Y- you, you would think that even, like, even if it's in the ballpark, I mean, most, let's be honest, most sequels are garbage, right? I mean, in the pantheon of movies, the amount of times you'll get a Godfather Part Two or an Aliens or an, or an Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back or, you know, or, a, you know, a, a Wrath of Khan or, a, um, you well, know. See, we're rattling off a bunch of really good ones. Now I'm starting to think, like... There, there are there are good sequels, of course. There, we, I mean, there, there are. But... You know, for every one of those, I'd posit there's probably ten. You know, ten to one, right? I mean, you know, you've got Aliens, but you've also got Jaws two, <laughs> and you've got <laughs> The Exorcist two, and you've got Halloween um, two. Halloween, which is not bad, but it's not as you know. It's just yeah. You know, it's just you've got these things. So. It's not surprising. It's surprising how baffling this movie was when. So, so Highlander two. Now, what what version did you watch? I That's watched, something I want to discuss. I, I'm gonna. I am going to put a big asterisk on this. I watched most Ooh. of the Renegade cut because time constraints and just like I got to do something else for a minute and run right up to right up to this phone call. I was watching this movie. Okay, so I watched the Renegade version as well, which is I think the one that's the most widely widely available. It's the one that's that's on actually YouTube the right one now. that's out. Correct, um, but it's also the one that's on um, uh, on Tubi. Oh, okay. Or oh, I'm sorry, on Pluto. On on um, so it, it's the one that's streaming is the Renegade version. So when I thought this is a shit movie. I'm going to go out and say, on a limb, and say this is not a great movie. So, before we get into it's not greatness, Lucas, I wanted to challenge you with what did you like? And I thought we could talk about what did you like, and then why Uh, it was not great, and then why it was not great. (laughs) Okay, so this is another one of those... I have long been a defender of the Super Mario Brothers movie. We know this. This is another movie that is incredibly crunchy looking it's weird there is a design there was a design document for this movie i don't know what it was trying to do i'm not that person that this movie was made for but there is a a a look to it that is Mm -hmm. wild that doesn't necessarily make it good but at least it is it is this weird cyberpunk dystopian 50s cars and weird 40s airplanes and it just looks weird 
I understand, and I, I have said many times I'm not part of the cult of practical effects. I don't want my actors injured. I don't want things like that. I don't want... No, no piece of art is worth a human life. That being said, we don't get movies that look like this anymore. They're not... Their sets aren't built like this the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, as I said, with Super Mario. Someone built all this, and someone made it look in a weird way. And it's mm-hmm. not... I don't know if that's a good thing, but it's a thing. It's something that at least... It's something that at least... That's what I enjoyed about it. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I don't know if it's... It's not necessarily good, but I was intrigued by what I what was on screen most of the time. You, you were engaged. It kept your interest. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you there. Um, I'm also going to say that, you know, the, you know, a lot of sweeping visuals. I mean, it, it, it was a very interesting-looking movie at times. So, so, quick recap on Highlander, number one on our list. It's, yes. you know, it's a group of immortals, and they... They fight throughout history. They fight throughout history, and they have to chop each other's heads off. And when they chop each other's heads off, they gain the other one's power until there is a final duel. There can be only one. That person wins the prize. The prize is, like, omnipresence. But big, big one is that he's now, they're mortal. Like, they can actually die now in peace. Um... And go help humanity. And at the end of Highlander, Connor McCloud defeats the Kurgan in one of the greatest sword fights ever, one of the most exciting sequences ever, and he and wins the prize. So, uh, what I liked about this movie was that you can't just you can't just like do a re. I mean, I guess you could have, but like. If you just did a repeat of, oh, let's go show more flashbacks of when Connor McCloud was in the past and set it in, like, now times or, you know, current, current, present day, it would just be the same movie again. Right, what I liked exactly. about this was, like, it took a risk where, hey, let's, these people are immortal and we, we got to figure out the gobbledygook to get his, his immortality back. But what if we set it in the future? What if this immortal man is in the future now? Okay, that's kind of different. Like that, that's at least a different thing that you're telling with the story. You're you're trying to do something unique where it's you've got this ability to have this man that's gone through our whole history, and now we get to see what the future looks like through his eyes. Right. I dig that. Um, I, um, Michael Ironside. He's anytime Michael Ironside is in something, um, is fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I go ahead. No, my big, the biggest complaint I have about this movie. What you're oh, no, no, about, no, I'm not. I we're know. not done with complaints. I know. That's why I stopped. That's why I stopped. Because I got lots of complaints. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I was gonna say that I really enjoyed. I, I, I also am not. Like, I understand how digital effects aren't always trumped by practical effects. Digital, they're all just tools, right? And sometimes digital effects looks terrible and when, when a practical effect would be more impressive. And sometimes a practical effect looks really wimpy in terms mm-hmm. in comparison to digital. They're both just tools. And you should, you know, I, I think more what, what, when I think practical effects, when things are filmed on a place, 
they're filmed yes. in a set, they're filmed filmed in a built thing. That is more impressive than just being shot on a blue screen where you can just put them on anywhere. That's what takes me out of it. Like it's not the the digital effects. There's no weight um, to their act. To a lot there's of no their weight to their. There's no weight to their settings. So, so it's not that CGI effects are bad. It's just I like when a scene is filmed in a place. Agreed. And to your point, everything is there. They are in a place. So what I also like are squibs. And there's a wonderful squib. It's not as good as the RoboCop scene, but they, our heroes get blown away. And there's something just so great about squibs. And, I, you know, that's... I love that part. So that, that, that real weight to it was good. And it had some interesting things. They, they tried for something. It just... It got lost in translation. And for a lot of reasons. Yep. My biggest complaint, and I think the thing that bogs this this whole movie down the worst, is the music's terrible. Oh, uh, okay, it's on my list, but <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. And, and here's the, here's the here here's here's my evidence. So, so McLeod and General Katana, Ugh. <laughs> they have they have that sword fight in the looks like a radar dome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a technically impressive fight. It's more impressive visually than any of the fights in the first Highlander movie, because the camera's swimming or singing around. They're going up and down those staircases. It's a more impressive. Okay. It's a more impressive visual fight than a lot of these these things. However, the music sounded like it was done on a zither. <laughs> and it's weird because it's done by Stuart Copeland, who is the police. Mm-hmm. Police are the police are a great band. I'm all for them. Um, it's just and and I, I can see why that's your big complaint because so much of Highlander is on the Queen, queen is Queen. <laughs> that movie doesn't work unless Queen is singing Princes of the Universe behind. Exactly. So I get that. My big complaint then, okay, <laughs> is is that so we watched the Renegade cut. Yep. And. In the Renegade cut, what I'm about to talk about does not occur. But in the theatrical release, the, the, the theatrical release, release, these folks are not immortals that have been living throughout our history just magically. They are from the planet Zeiss. And it is completely bananas, this convoluted storyline. I, I don't understand it. I don't... It was baffling how complicated and convoluted they made this story like I and, and what was frustrating for me and thinking more about it was that you know if you want to have a Highlander sequel well Highlander already wasn't that big of a movie like it wasn't a big hit it was a sleeper hit kind yeah. of like later but you're completely changing the whole backstory but it so that didn't make any sense I I, I, I understand that you know Connor wins the prize at the end well we gotta make him immortal again in the second one Somehow we got to do that. And I don't know if you have ever thought about this, Lucas, but this is actually, I thought about how they could do it. Is that, you know, he wins the prize. And, and now he's, he's mortal and he was, the last, he was the last one. But where did they all come from? Because they all didn't come from at the same time. Because right. Connor's born after Sean Connery. Are any immortals born after Connor? 
are they continuing to be born? So, like, that's how it could, that's how you could do a sequel is that, yeah, he won the prize and now he's in the future. And then a new wave of, of you know, the, the, a new race of immortals. So, so how it could be is that, you know, a new race or a new group of them have been born. And now Connor has to go back and fight them again. But he has, he's fighting them in the future. It could be anything like that, right? Con- or Connor's the new Ramirez. Connor's the new Ramirez, you know, and exactly because that that was a, a question like where did the immortals come from, and are they still being born? How are they made? You know, who were Connor's parents? You know, all that kind of stuff. Right. But making them aliens, and even not, not even like if if you just do the Renegade version, we'll get to it. But there's a couple different cuts of this movie because there's a lot of contention <laughs> with how this movie was made. My understanding of this movie, and under, and please correct me if I'm wrong, and just jump in when I am mm-hmm. wrong. In the Renegade version, Connor McLeod and Ramirez live in, like, the distant past as a part of this civilization that, like, predates all known history. And they were, like, it's almost like the Atlanteans. They were super far advanced way long time ago. Right. And there was a rebellion. General Katana is the bad guy. Connor and Ramirez, Sean Connery, were um, rebelling against Katana. Their punishment for their crime is to be sent into the future at different points so they could be reborn, fight in the contest, whoever wins the prize. So then that that's that's the first movie. that like That leads to the events of the first movie mm-hmm. whoever wins the prize can either decide to live out their days in the far future events of the first movie time and die or they can go back in time and live in Zeit let live in the, the, the distant past you know civilization right. that's really far ahead is that correct As, uh, because if it is that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah because and also cocaine. Also cocaine. Um, <laughs> it's the early... It's it's 1991, so they were filming this in probably 89, 90, so this might be heroin. I don't know. It's I probably don't. everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got paint back there? We're going to huff some paint. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say you are correct... Save for the fact when she gives that, let me give that, let me get this straight, you know, dialogue. Right. She mentions you're from another planet. Oh, shit. So yeah. I think you're sort of right that he's from another planet in the past. So this is a galaxy of. far, far away? Exactly. He's from ta- he's from planet Tatooine. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing because there's that one line there. <sighs> Easily the best part of this movie, for me at least, was so we're not not Ramirez coming back, not being screamed alive by Connor McCloud, cuz. Mm-hmm. But um when Well they're he, tied uh, together by a life bond. When, when he gets when he goes to the tailor, the sequence in the tailor is great because Sean oh, that's Connery, the best that's the best episode. Or best best section of it, yeah. Yeah, because that's Sean Connery is literally just getting drunk and smoking a cigar the whole time. Which is how they got him onto set. Probably. Because, is this the only sequel he's done that wasn't a Bond movie? I mean, I think uh, so. Yeah, maybe, yeah, probably. Okay. It just, it just occurred to me while I was there. 
Um, how did he, or any of these, I mean, well, I know how Michael Ironside pays for stuff because he just kills everybody that he wants. Like, so mm-hmm. plot of the, we're dancing around, plot of the movie, there's, it's gobbledygook. Connor McCloud won the prize. He's now old. He has... He has helped he, defend the Earth from the sun. We have finally... We, we refuse to bow to the tyranny of the sun. The sun, the that molten ball of lava in the sky is no longer trying to kill us. And for some reason... And I can actually buy him working on the, the shield. So the shield is this thing that's going to protect us because our ozone layer is gone. And I, you know, he won the prize, so he's kind of omnipresent, and he's also an immortal, so he probably knows a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with him being a scientist and yeah, exactly. developing the shield. I'm okay with that. He's developed the shield, and everything's just grimy and sweaty and gross and dark because they've, nobody's ever seen the sky in 29 years or whatever. And he's all old and... You know, the for some reason, General Katana and the judges in the far past can see in the far future that Connor's about to die. So then General Katana hires two Sonic the Hedgehog guys to go back into the future on hoverboards and hover wings to kill him. Connor fights one of them, kills him, restores his youth through the quickening which is getting his power has a hoverboard fight which is neat it is neat immediately has sex with a woman that he threw into a dumpster afterwards and but he threw her into the dumpster when he was old so then when she came out now she's having relations with a man she doesn't know but is now young like a goddamn magic trick <laughs> And she's like, well, do you think I do this every Saturday night? I don't know. If you did it once, one Saturday night, I would say probably yes. You'd probably, <laughs> it, you'd probably be in the, the running of doing this a lot of Saturday nights. How, how many Saturday nights do you think, like... I'm not trying to kink shame, but yeah, if you do this one time, you're probably on the list to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, and she's like an eco-terrorist trying to shut down the shield. And then John McGinley, McGinley, John C. Yeah, the guy from, from who's awesome. I love him. Really great, really great actor. Um, Scrubs, Wall Street, Platoon. He's he's fantastic. He's like a greedy corporate guy that's like who's wants doing to keep a the shield. Bad Orson Welles the whole time. Yep, trying to keep the shield going. Katana partners up with him at one point for some reason because he's trying to kill McCloud still and I don't know why he's trying to kill McCloud and why he partnered up with the shield guy then Ramirez comes back and they have to go get the shield down and then they have a fight and then uh, it, it 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 was b- boring weird frustrating annoying confusing kind of interesting like it was just everything like I, I just I don't know what Loud. I watched I have no idea yeah. what was going on. Yeah, that's that's the big one. Is it is a, and, it is a but lot of also didn't care enough to really <laughs> think about it too much. It just kind of let it wash over me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know what what do you know of anything about how this was made or like what the story was behind it? Why it's all 
I I know together. nothing about. I do not. I know that. I know that they're that because it's kind of like Blade Runner, in both setting and the fact that there are like a dozen different cuts of it, and mm-hmm. I know that there's like director's cuts, the Renegade cut, which removes most of the references to Zeist, so that it makes a more coherent film, but more coherent doesn't necessarily mean coherent. No, no, it's still incoherent. It this is just less incoherent. <laughs> exactly. The thing is, like, looking at the list, we've watched worse movies. We have, but I think what's just frustrating is this, like, it, it's a bastardization of our number one movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you even doing this? Like, this is the story that you came up with? Why? Like, why is it that, like, if it's, if Highlander 1 was kind of a sleeper success, it was because fans really liked that movie. And then you're going to give them this? That's just crazy that that was what they came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, you know, it, it, it was just such a really bizarre movie that it shouldn't even be called Highlander 2. No. Because, like, the, like, you know, it should, it, and, it, you know, just, like, he gets his sword again at one point. Like, he gets his katana. Yeah. Where does he get his katana from? Cuz. Oh. There's a lot of cuz. There's a lot of cuz. You're right. This is a cuz movie. And it's... it's, There's that weird moment where... Honestly, because I didn't quite... As I said, I didn't quite finish this. I can't remember if this is in the Renegade cut or if it's just, just in the theatrical moment where they're breaking into the thing with Ramirez and there's that big spinny blade... And Ramirez, you know, clap your hands if you believe to give him the uh, the power to stop the the spinny blade. Yeah, that's the renegade cut. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how. Yeah, he he basically he comes back to have a funny moment at a Shakespeare festival. Yeah, he has the best scene in the movie with his suit. Which okay, getting back to this, how does he pay for anything? He just hands over a, a, a pearl earring. Flies a transatlantic flight, but how? Well, we're coming off the tail end of the '80s, so you know you, it was cocaine. He could, and he's, he's Sean Connery. He could have just, you know, charmed his way on to these things. Charmed his way on. Okay. Yeah. So it, just to catch you up at the end, then that they fight. You know, so they they break into this facility. They shut down the the shield. Ramirez says some junk about you know you you have everybody has enough life. To live once, but some most people let it slip, drip through their fingers or drip away. If you can channel it all into one moment, you can do something wonderful. Yeah, and it's like, ugh, this is the end of your movie, really? You know, it just it was, it was just baffling. I, th- I think that's probably the best word that I can describe my whole experience with this movie. It was just I was. completely baffled the whole time that I just did not, you know, that's not, that doesn't mean that it's the worst movie that we've ever made, ever ever watched, because we've watched other baffling movies, but I just, it it, it leaves you with this, like, but why? Yeah, no, there's a lot of why. Feeling. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't don't know. What what else do you have to say about this one? I don't. That's the thing is I don't have a whole lot of it's it's just strange, weird. It's 
got a it looks interesting and that kept me you know on top of it for a while but at the end of the day like he goes to the opera label helpfully labeled opera he goes <laughs> to a bar helpfully labeled bar bar right like like repo man almost but less like a less original and engaging exactly and and yeah and and, and less fun I didn't have really fun watching this movie. No. Like, there weren't any, like, you know, th- there's been some, movie, like, a, like uh, P-51 Dragon Fighters. Mm-hmm. Was... That's really bad movie. But there were some elements that were just, like, laughably, like, fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just, that was, oh, my gosh, that was so stupid. There's none of that in this movie. I think that's probably why I, I am going to put it pretty low is because it was strange but not in a like oh that's interesting it was just more ah, i don't i don't get i don't get it kind of thing you know right. and and i i am at a complete loss for the other movies i can't remember number three to save my life and i don't think i ever saw the fourth one in game um you're not missing much it's it owes it's that one takes place mostly off of the television show. Okay. And then the fifth one is another post-apocalyptic movie. Um, there's a fifth one. There's a fifth one. There might even be a sixth. But but uh, Lambert dipped out of uh, dipped out after the fourth one because he was getting old and blind. Um, blinder, I should say. And it's weird. There's an uh, so Highlander two post-apocalyptic fiction basically. Or dystopia. Uh, I don't know if it's the fifth one or if there's a later one with Adrian um, Adrian Paul. That's the source. The so source. I'm, I'm looking on Wikipedia now. So yeah. the quickening, the sorcerer, which is the final dimension. That's the third one. Yeah, that one's okay. It's not Highlander two. Um, and then there's Endgame, which is it's a continuation of the series. Yes. Okay. And then there's also the anime, like, I don't, the anime, oh, not the anime, I'm sorry. The, uh, there's an animated series in the early 90s, also post-apocalyptic. Um, huh. And then, if I recall correctly, the anime also has, like, this weird future bit that's post-apocalyptic. So why do they keep making Highlander post-apocalyptic? I guess he'd be the only, the, the immortals would be the only ones to live in the post-apocalypse. As long as they don't get their heads cut off, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see, you see, you see how, or do you hear how we're talking about this, <laughs> folks out there? Just, I suppose, cause, yeah. cause that's what this movie did to us. That movie is just, ah, uh, I, I don't. Uh, where, where does it go, man? Where, where do you think? It goes pretty low. It, I don't know if it goes. See here, I'm of two minds. It's not as bad as Against the Dark and Dwarf, uh, like Dwarves of Demerol. It's not bottom Dark. three, right? No, but at the same time, my mind wants to make it the bottom one because of the, because of the book ending. No, and and honestly, I would not just simply because it's just uh, I, I I thought about the same thing too, Lucas. I thought like no, th- this should be at the very bottom. But then, at looking at the list, I mean, Clash of the Empires is the worst thing that I've ever seen. Yes. Easily. Hands down. 
with that one's going to be very hard to touch. I just, and and then Doors of Dimmeral and Against the Dark were terrible. But then at least when you get to Aragon, there was something to it. I didn't hate every second. I would, I would put it in between Aragon and, and Against That's the Dark. That's where I'm looking as well. The bottom three are just... Garbage? Worthless. They're garbage. And not that anything above them are not garbage. There's plenty of garbage above them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, oof. Woof! Yeah. This one was this was um, a rough start back into <laughs> doing this again. <laughs> yeah, <MC> movies. <laughs> this is uh, but hey, now everything's. I mean, unless it's the three under them, everything's up from here, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, would you recommend people seeing it? Um, I would recommend it in the way that you recommend uh, triage to to n- new doctors. <laughs> Please explain that. <laughs> it's it's a how not to do something. It is a it is a uh, you you watch it for it's it, it's like it's like a giant squid. There's evidence of a film being there, but you don't actually see the film. It's a it's it's a train wreck. You watch it so you know not what to do. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I would not recommend it. Really? Nope. I d- don't don't see this. This is like if you're thinking, hey, I just watched Highlander. I want to see what's up with Highlander too. Just go no. watch Highlander again. Yeah. Just just like immediately start it over, and that's better. You should just do that. There's a much better use of your time. Yeah. Like literally watching the same movie again is. Even though you just saw it, that is, you should just do that. Yes. <laughs> just put it. Yeah. So, uh, Lucas, where can, where can folks find us? Uh, we can be found on basically every streaming service right now. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcast, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, our theme music, Goblin Road Trip, is produced by the incredible William Boyd. You can find her at And our logo is done by the wonderful Wes Forbes. Uh, Wes's band, The Menders, just came out with a brand new vinyl record. Um, Check that out. Um, Lucas, we'll need to come back sooner rather than later. We need to make sure that we're uh, we're doing this more often. Um, And with a better movie. So if you have any suggestions, folks out there in listener land, um, let us know. We'd love to hear what you'd like us to talk about. Have a good one.